In today's show, we look ahead to Thursday in the NBA. Who we're streaming in, who's in, who's out, what we're watching for. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble, on TikTok at RedRock underscore Beeble, and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Let's look at Thursday. Let's also look a little bit past Thursday, but let's mainly look at Thursday to start things off here on the show, Warney. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> All right, it's the Rockets traveling to take on the Indiana Pacers in Indiana. The Indiana Pacers are nine and a half point favorites. Kevin Porter Jr., the dreaded bruised thigh, which has already troubled him multiple times this season, has landed him as doubtful. That is not good news. That already bothered him and cost him multiple games early in the season. He just came back after the toe issue. Is Kevin Porter a drop? Maybe. He's only got now one more game for the week. And as if you watched my waiver wire show earlier today, you want to talk about players being expendable. One game, Kevin Porter, who knows if he plays, drop him. If you need to drop him, if you need games in, if you're in do or die situation, you drop. What does it mean for their lineup for this game moving forward? Well, actually, the other injury news is Aaron Neesmith, still for Indiana, is questionable. Um, with him out, they've been starting Nora. And of course, when you start someone, that means you have to, under Rick Carlisle's uh, rules, you've got to play fewer minutes because that's what Nora's been doing. So for the Rockets, what happens? I think this gives a boost to old mate, the wild thing, Jay Sean Tate. Even the wild thing's gone well. I can't do much about that. Now, Stephen Silas, if he was a good coach, he'd just throw Tari Eason into the starting line. But I don't think he'll do that. He'll throw Tate in there and run Tate as the point guard. They don't have Eric Gordon to do that. Or maybe, maybe they start Dacian Nix. That's possible as well. So we want to see what happens with Nix, with Tate, with Christopher, with Washington. All of these guys can get a little bit of a boost there. I also do want to watch Tari Tank season because last six games, five games, six games, 21. Sorry, try again. Last six games, 28 minutes. 31 minutes, 25 minutes, 31 minutes, 30 minutes, 28 minutes. It took a while to finally say, huh, could this guy who's a 6'8 wing slash forward play at the wing slash forward? Apparently, it takes 60 games to figure that out. But here we are. We're there. He's playing those minutes, and he's a must-roster player. Also, want to watch KJ Martin, who sort of took a step back when Porter returned, but Porter's out. So hopefully, we see a big boost from KJ um, in this role with Kevin Porter not there, and we see some of his numbers jump back up. For the Pacers, I've put Isaiah Jackson's name there, but that's a placeholder name to see what on earth is Rick Carlo going to do with the backup center because the backup center situation has gone. 20 minutes Jalen Smith, 16 minutes Jalen Smith, 0 minutes Jalen Smith with 17 for Jackson, 0 minutes Jalen Smith with 20 for Jackson, 21 minutes Jalen Smith with 9 for Jackson because Turner was in foul trouble. So going by that pattern, that to me means that we get Jalen Smith as the backup center, and it feels very much like we've got a two games on, two games off sort of situation going for Smith and Jackson as the backup. Ridiculous in terms of running a professional basketball team, but if that pattern holds, at least we know what's going on from a fantasy basketball point of view. I don't know that it's true, but two games Smith, 
two games Jackson. This should be the second game of Smith. So I would guess that Isaiah Jackson doesn't play, but his name's there because I like him as a player and I don't know what they're exactly doing here. But we, I don't think we're going to see much Isaiah Jackson. I think it's another Jalen Smith game, which gives me an excuse to do this. I also want to watch Jordan Wara because Jordan Wara off the bench played 29 and 26 minutes and then he started and played 22 and 20. And like I said, Rick Carlo, what are you doing? I don't know. But if Smith plays, does Wara go back to 25 minutes? Wara is at least a 16-team league guy, probably a 14-team league option and a desperation 12-team league guy. And it doesn't really matter to me whether Neesmith plays or not. I just want to see, hey, uh, is this team actually leaning into a Jordan Wara chris Duarte combination? Which, again, is a great way to lose games. And I don't know where the direction of this franchise is, but that is what they're doing. And we want to watch to see if that comes to fruition and how it looks. The next game is the Hornets and the Pistons. There's no spread available for this game at the moment because Detroit's a shit show in terms of their injuries. For Charlotte, it's actually pretty clean, except they just won't rule Cody Martin out for the season. I will. He's not playing again this season, but we'll find out. And that's based on nothing, me speculating and guessing, so don't take that as fact. This is not me telling you that Cody Martin is out for the season. It's me telling you that I think Cody Martin's out for the season. Different things. I don't think he's not playing here. For the Pistons, if you want to talk about what I think, I don't think we're seeing Boyan Bogdanovich again either, but I don't know that. He is out for this game. Alec Burks is also out for this game. Um, and Isaiah Stewart is out for this game. Is that you, Mr. Stewart? Well, who the hell else do you think it'd be? Get in here, you pair of flaming galahs. But you'll notice two names for the Pistons that aren't on the injury list. Killian Hayes and passport legend Dalen Duran. So, what does it mean? We'll get to what it means in a second. But Jalen Duran is probable. Killian Hayes is probable. Stewart, Burks, Bogdanovich are out. On the Hornet side of things... A reminder, Dennis Smith didn't play particularly well last game. Only got 24 minutes. But he has had at least 21 minutes in like 20 straight games. And the Hornets have three games in four nights coming up. So before you go to quickly drop Dennis Smith, next week, shithouse, they play two games. That's fine. We'll address next week when we get to next week. For the end of this week, this is where it's really interesting from a fantasy perspective. In the next eight days, the Hornets play five games which is pretty good. Except everyone will tell you how bad their schedule is because they played two games next week. But for now, it's pretty good. Five games in eight nights, that's that's good. Three games in four nights, that's bloody brilliant. Two games in seven nights, shitful. Things change really quickly. That's why when you blanketly state, oh, their playoff schedule's bad, it's not really that useful and it's actually misleading a lot of the time. Good playoff schedule versus bad playoff schedule. We love breaking it down into a Monday to Sunday grouping, and it's not really the best way to approach fantasy. You need to look at individual little chunks. That's why we have on this show the chunks that we do all the time. What's happening in this chunk? How do we attack this chunk? Versus it's got to be Monday to Sunday. That's the only thing that's good or bad. And that is true in a weekly set lineup league. But for this one, the Hornets, it's bad next week. But over the next eight days, it's good. And over the next four days, it's really good. So I want to see Dennis Smith. I also want to see Mark Williams, who has been a little bit disappointing in the last couple of games. Oh, hi, Mark. And I'll tell you now, once we get past Sunday, he's a droppable player. You don't need to hold him for two games next week. Same with Smith. But for now, they got good value. And then for the Pistons, like what do we get out of Duran? What do we get out of Bagley? What do we get out of Wiseman? It's the real big question. Wiseman played 34 minutes last game. Bagley played 29. We've got to find minutes for Duran in there somewhere. So they are not going to play that many minutes. How many they play, I've got no idea. Will they even start Duran? 
Will they start Duran and Wiseman? Will they start Duran and Bagley? Are they committed to playing the worst basketball possible? Like, yes to that last question. So where where does Duran fit? Will he be getting 30 minutes? I highly doubt that. But his 26 minutes have got to come from Wiseman and Bagley. And we'll see where that goes. And that, that is important to watch. I don't mind adding Jalen Duran, who plays Thursday, Saturday, two games in three nights, and seeing where it goes. I don't mind having Bagley and Wiseman while they pump minutes into him. I also want to watch Jaden Ivey, whose last two games without Killian Hayes have been amazing. Huge assist numbers. He's going to have issues at times with a lack of defensive stats and with percentages and with assists. But he has thrived with assists when Hayes doesn't play. And when Hayes does play, he puts up 12, 2, and 3. And you go, what's this? So has Ivy turned the corner? Will they take the ball out of Hayes' hands? Or is this just a, huh, when I need to do it, I will do it. Otherwise, I'm working to be more of a shooting guy, which I think he should play in SLK Cunningham. But we do, of course, need to watch that. Today's episode is brought to you by the all-new Nissan Aria. The Nissan Aria, Nissan Aria, brings you the electric or the most electric player of the week. And I'm going to go through points leagues because over the last week, Damian Lillard has been the far and away best points league player. 234 fantasy points over the last seven days for Damian Lillard. That's an extra 13 points more than Joel Embiid. It's an extra 32 points more than James Harden, who came in third. Lillard's absolute brilliance, elegance. He's been dominating fantasy formats across the last couple of months, even more so in the last week. Absolutely stunningly powerful production, exactly like the Nissan Aria, which delivers on duality, a combination of fierceness and elegance. It's beautiful, much like Dame in that fantastic face. And strong, much like Dame's integrity and strength in the contest. The 2023 Nissan Aria packs pin-to-your-seat power and premium intelligence all-in-one EV. The all-new, all-electric 2023 Nissan Aria. The EV for people who love to drive. Shop now at NissanUSA.com. Okay, the next game. It is the Utah Jazz and your Orlando Magic. Um, No spread at this point available for this game. But what we do know is that the Padawan Colin Sexton will be out. And we know that the man on the street, Jordan Clarkson, is questionable. J-O-R-D-A-N-C-L-A-R-K-S-O-N. Walker Kessler, who missed last game with an illness, is also officially questionable for this game. While for the Magic, Gary Harris is off the injury report, but Wendell Carter Jr. is out. The Magic have one more game this week. Carter might not play. Drop him. He's good, but drop him if you need to. I think he's going to be better than he's currently been, but he's out. Drop him. If you need to drop him, drop him. Again, when I say drop him, if you need to, do not look at him and go, oh, but uh, he's not good enough to hold through. Expendables. Remember expendables. Um, yeah, so he's out. So on the Jazz, we're watching Chris Dunn, who's been really, really good, and he's a 12-team league player. They've got two more games this week. We also want to watch Kelly Olenek, who I do fear that we're going to see him lose some minutes at some point. They'll give more minutes to Fontecchio, who's bad. Toscano Anderson, who's bad. Rudy Gay, who's old and bad. And I don't think Olenek is going to run at this level all season. But for now, he is. I think that'll happen probably 20th of March onwards. But just, we want to watch to see that it doesn't happen earlier. And for Orlando, well, the obvious one is Flaming Mo. Mo Wagner, without Wendell Carter, is an ad. But he played 21 minutes last game. And Gogo Badadze played 20. Problem with my Gogo Mobile. 
Gogomobile. No, not the dark. Not the dark. So while everyone will grab Mo Wagner, and I put the bloke on the title, on the thumbnail of this video, right? I think he's a really good ad. Don't ignore Goga completely. Have If you're in a deeper league, Goga's available everywhere. If you're in a deeper league, don't be shocked if Goga has some value. I also want to see Jalen Suggs because Gaz Harris is back. So does Suggs move to the bench or do they keep the Suggs and Fultz pairing going? But he started last game Suggsy and played 24 minutes, 25 minutes. It's not enough. I don't think he's a 12-team league guy, but his role with Harris back is something that we do need to pay quite a bit of attention to. The Warriors and the Grizzlies. Andrew Wiggins should be out. Gary, I don't know that for sure, but I'm expecting Andrew Wiggins to be out. Gary Payton is going to be out. Ja Morant is also going to be out. We don't have an update yet on Stephen Ames. We did get an update on Ja, saying that the Colorado police wasn't pressing any charges. So that's good news in terms of his immediate playing future. But he's still away from the team, and we're not expecting Ja back really anytime soon. Steve Adams might return. I don't know that he will. I do know that if he does return, he will be on a minute's limit. But he could be back. They've also got Jake LaRavia, Kennedy Chandler, and Vince Williams all questionable. And they're all questionable to play a single minute for the rest of the season. I don't know if they're going to play at all. But the Warriors, what we do want to watch is the big fella, John Kaminga. They started him last game. Was that because it was against the Thunder and it was a different lineup sort of situation? Or is he going to start over Looney? His minutes are interesting. 29, 32, 13, 28. And the 13 was in the game that Curry returned. And then he started next to Curry and played well and played 28 minutes. So his role is really, really up in the air. To me, it's up in the air. I don't know that he starts. He might, he might not. The fact that they started him over Jordan Poole was very interesting. They went without Kavon Looney, but didn't start Poole. That's an intriguing situation. Is that a Thunder thing who play like everyone's 6'8"? I don't know. But we need to watch that. And then we also need to watch Looney, who played 11 minutes. To me, Looney is a rebound specialist who gets a decent field goal percentage. Not a must roster guy. But in 11 minutes, he's nowhere near a 12-team roster player. For the Grizzlies, I want to watch Dylan Brooks, but I don't. But I also want to see he is going to take more shots. And I want to see, is there any chance that this dickhead pulls his head in? Probably not. Probably not. And that means that the negative impact that he has in the category league is too great to outweigh any positive he might have. But let's see more. I want to see where does he place himself in the pecking order. I also want to watch Xavier T. Illman because he's a great ad for the, the time being. I'm more interested. I know that Tillman's a 30 minute a night guy, right? But I'm more interested to see what Tillman's role is if Adams plays. Do they go 24 24? Does Tillman start and Adams comes off the bench in his return? Does Tillman become useless as soon as Adams returns? That is the question. And I don't know whether Steve is going to be back or not. Nets, Bucks. No spread or total for this one. We know that Benny Simmons is going to be out. Do we know? I'm just going to assume that he's out. Um, for Milwaukee. They had no Drew or no Yanni last game. Um, they're both listed probable here, so they should be good to go. Wes Matthews is out. Goran Dragic is out. Goran Dragic signed as a buyout guy and can't play because of a sore knee. Didn't want to check that before you signed him? A guy that's not going to have an impact really at all in the season. Like, why would you sign him? Maybe say, get your knee right, then we'll sign you. But I guess that's a sign to get him onto the playoff roster. My bad. Um, for the Nets, big minutes last game for Royce O'Neal. The Basmati man played 33 minutes off the bench and Cam Thomas played zero. Did O'Neal get all of Thomas's minutes? Is he in line for 30 a night? I don't think he is. 
But I wouldn't be surprised if he starts to push his minutes up, and that would make him someone to watch. Same with Seth Curry, who played 22 minutes last game and has played, after a couple of games of single digits, played 23, 14, 16, 22. And he also benefited from the absence of Cam Thomas. It also helped that Cam Johnson got only played 24 last game, so everyone got a boost. So who's the guy that wins out here? Is it O'Neal? Is it Curry? Do they both play like 17 versus 23 minutes and neither of them push up? I don't know. We want to watch that. They're not 12s yet, but we watch it. For the Bucs, I was really impressed with Joe Ingles' performance, but I think it's going to be hard for him to have value when Yanni and Drew play. And I also want to watch, one of the key things to watch in this entire day, does Chris Middleton start again? I would be, is it key to watch? Because there's almost no way he's not starting, right? He played 31 minutes and started last game with um, Yanni and Drew out. And I would imagine that they're like, all right, here we go. Like we've got our guys back in business here. So he should start. And he should play 30 minutes. If something, if that doesn't happen, I will be questioning a lot of what's going on. But Chris Middleton should be in a pretty strong role. Today's episode is also brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. Don't believe me? Go to try them. It's simple to do. They're covered in 100% real chocolate. So you know that it's going to taste good because 100% real chocolate tastes good. But the other thing with Built Bar is that you get this high protein, which... You get in other protein bars. I'm not denying their protein level. What I'm denying is their taste because they taste terrible. Built Bar tastes like a candy bar. It's really best of both worlds. Is that a Miley Cyrus song? I feel like it is. Anyway, that doesn't really matter because you can go to built.com and you can order those Built Bars with their high protein and low calories. But you can also go to Walmart. Just walk in and go, I feel like a Built Bar. I feel like a delicious treat. And then they are on the shelf in their cookies and cream flavor, their coconut puff, or their double chocolate. And if you go to Sam's Club, wow. Bigger bar boxes there as well. 13 bar box, churro flavor, and brownie batter. So go to built.com, browse the insane selection of built products over on their website, but also go to Walmart, go to Sam's Club, and get them there. Built Bar is built different. Knicks Kings. The big the big one we're waiting for here is the status of the burner. Jalen Brunson, who's missed the last two games. When Brunson's out, Quickly's minutes go up, RJ Barrett's minutes go up, Grimes' minutes go up, and Juice McBride comes in and plays 12 minutes or so coming off the bench, and that's useful for deeper leagues. I am going to drop a deuce on everybody. So, you know, the other injury here is Jaron Fox and the Kings, who missed the last game due to a hamstring injury. But he seems like he is going to play, so we list him as probable. For the Knicks, Emmanuel quickly, we talked about him on the buy low, sell high show a lot and said there was going to be a significant drop-off coming and it did, it hit you hard. If Brunson plays, quickly's minutes is interesting to watch as are Barrett's. Barrett has pushed back into useful in the games that Brunson's out, but I'm pretty confident that he's going to be useless when Brunson plays. But we need to see it. For the Kings, Trey Lyles is playing a really, really strong role. 22, 19, and 18 minutes the last three games, playing a little bit crossing over with Sabonis. And actually putting himself onto this 12-team streaming list with the way that he's playing. I also want to watch Malik Monk because he's done the opposite. 12 minutes last game, got into Mike Brown's doghouse early on, only two first half minutes. If he gets 26 minutes, we love it. Like He's a must-roster player. But there's no consistency there with Monk, so I don't feel really confident about his role at all. But we need to see exactly what happens there. The back-to-back Thursday to Friday, it's just Brooklyn. They're the only team that has that back-to-back. That'll come back strong later on. Streaming for category leagues for Thursday, Dante DiVincenzo. These guys are all available in 50% plus of leagues. DiVincenzo, Tari Eason, Cole Anthony, even though Gary Harris is back, Cole's a stream. Chris Dunn, absolutely. Mo Wagner, slash Gogo Badadze for deeper leagues. Killian Hayes, 
Taylor Horton Tucker, and Jalen Duran. Yes, Duran is available in over 50%. And yes, I think he's worth having a crack at. For deeper leagues, these guys are all available in 90% plus. Jay Sean Tate, I think he's going to start. Gary Harris, I don't know if he's going to start. Jordan Wara, Nick Richards, Isaiah Livers, almost definitely going to start and play big minutes. Andrew Nembhard, Corey Joseph, less so on Joseph with Hayes back, but still in the mix. And Luke Kennard, that's for deep leagues, like 16 to 18s for Corey Joseph there. And throw Goga on that list too. For points league streaming, we've got Tyus Jones. These guys are all available in 40% plus. Tyus Jones, Marvin Bagley, Tari Eason, Colt Anthony, Dante DiVincenzo, Killian Hayes, KJ Martin, and Jimmy Wiseman. And now we look at the next four days, the rest of the week. Tuesday, Friday. Tuesday? No, the other T1. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. One of those days, Saturday, is a higher volume day. That's 10 games, and it's harder to stream. But you might actually be able to stream on that day. That's just going to be dependent on your league setup and your roster. But if we look at the low volume guys, so who plays on, there's the Thursday, Friday, Sunday. So when you're making ads, it's important to tackle low volume days. There's a bunch of guys here who are really strong value across the next four days playing on low volume days. The Spurs, terrible schedule, but guess what? They play two low volume games over the next four games over the next four nights. So Zach Collins, Charles Bassey, Goldfinger, two games, low volume, next four days. They don't play Thursday. So you might say, ah, why would I add them? And I, that's totally reasonable. But you make you want to make sure you add them for Friday. Because two games, three nights, both low volume. We love that. Dillon Wright, Dan Gafford, still got two games on low volume days across the next four days. They've got good value. The one we want to really look at here is Dorian Finney Smith. The Nets play three games in the next four nights. They're not alone in that. It's the Nets, the Knicks, and the Hornets play three games in the next four nights. But only the Nets have three quality games. So while we don't love Dorian Finney-Smith, we can actually use him three times in the next four nights for one waiver ad. And that's why we really want to pay attention to what's going on with Royce O'Neal and Seth Curry and Joe Harris. Even Nerland's Noel for deeper leagues. You got KCP there with two low volume games, Matisse Steibel and Dennis Schroeder. Although Schroeder, I think he's going to be heavily impacted by D'Angelo Russell. And if we just look at the next four days in general, all eight of these players on this list, I think are top 100 on a per game basis. Now, some of them, or one of them, Kyle Anderson, only plays one game. But having him and using him on that one day is important. So even if these guys do play on the Saturday, the 10 game day, they're going to be startable players for you and they are available in a lot of spots. Tyus Jones with two more games this week. Zach Collins, DeLon Wright. Every one of these guys, apart from Kyle Anderson, has two more games this week and I think they're all top 100 per game. Tyus Jones, Zach Collins, DeLon Wright, Dante DiVincenzo, Tari Eason, Cole Anthony, and Matisse Thibel. All of them with two games for the rest of the week. All of them with a strong boost in value coming, I think. And that, guys, will do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. And if you're on YouTube, you know what to do. You thumb it up and leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.